0: What is up and welcome to the sixth, I believe it's the sixth episode of Casual Geek, a podcast sharing hot takes, reviews, and opinions on the year of television and film. I am your host, Caleb Keller, and on this episode of the podcast, we are taking a look at the latest the two latest installments of HBO's The Last of Us titled Please Hold to My Hand. That was episode four and then episode five titled Endure and Survive. I'm really loving that series. But before we get into discussing my big takeaways from those two episodes, we got to talk about some other things going on in the TV and film industry. Of course, as this podcast is coming out, we are ...in the week of Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, and its release. I can't wait to go out and see that. And I will definitely release a podcast episode of my thoughts and opinions on that movie. But I will probably wait until after The Last of Us has finished releasing, finished airing. That way I'm spreading the content out here. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Especially if you are someone that really enjoys Marvel movies... I can't wait to see it. It was in my most anticipated movie list for 2023. Go back and listen to that podcast episode if you haven't done so. I really hope it reaches the bar or it hits that bar. I hope it's great, but currently I'm hearing that it's not so great. I'm hearing that it's actually kind of middle tier currently on Rotten Tomatoes the critic score is sitting right at 50% and I believe that is if not the lowest the second lowest Marvel critic score on Rotten Tomatoes since you know the MCU and Kevin Feige and all of that stuff has been going on so obviously that number is disappointing and scary going into it but I still stand by it I'm still excited for it But we'll see, and I'll definitely share my opinions on that, obviously, when that podcast episode comes out. Now, another thing that's kind of been going on, TVs, you know, still caught up on The Last of Us. The Mandalorian's coming out soon. We've got shrinking on Apple+. Plus. We've got all kinds of great things. But really, other than Ant-Man and the Wasp, as far as entertainment goes, the Super Bowl, I would categorize in... A big massive moment for entertainment and specifically what I want to talk on is the movie and TV trailers specifically movies movie trailers that came out during the Super Bowl so of course the first one that I think of is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 they released a new trailer for the Super Bowl I gotta admit, I wasn't super floored by that trailer because I'm already very excited for that movie. I can't wait to see the conclusion of James Gunn in the MCU with those characters. But I don't feel like the trailer did anything new for me, so it didn't really up the ante, but it did give us a better look at who the true villain for the film is. So that trailer was pretty solid, just didn't do as much as maybe I had hoped. The next trailer that really caught my eye was a surprise. I didn't know this thing was coming, and it is titled Air. It's all about Nike pursuing Michael Jordan and the eventual creation of the Air Jordan sneaker, the, the basketball shoe. It's direct. This film is directed by Ben Affleck. It's starring Ben Affleck. It's starring Matt Damon, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman. It's got so much talent involved with it and I feel like now that I know this movie's coming out, I feel like I need to put an asterisk beside my most anticipated movies of 2023 podcast title because this might need to get in that list it looks really good and like i said extremely talented so that trailer definitely did some work at least for me it it was magical i'm so excited for that thing another thing that really caught my eye was the indiana jones five big game tv spot it was only 30 seconds But it was very fun because it showed Indiana Jones and Mads Mikkelsen's Nazi character interacting. It seems like they have a past and we've seen in trailers that we're getting some flashbacks. So that'll be very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see these two very talented actors in Harrison Ford and Mads Mikkelsen interacting. And I can't wait to see this last, at least it seems like the last installment. Of Indiana Jones, but I loved Indiana Jones. I've already talked on that again in that Most Anticipated Movies of 2023 podcast. Indiana Jones grew up with the character, so I really hope that this movie does the character right. And then the last trailer that I really want to talk about was probably the best trailer of the Super Bowl, and that was... Flash. The Flash movie starring Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, Ben Affleck yet again mentioning him again. He's coming back as Batman. We've got a Supergirl cast. It just looks so fun. It looks bonkers. It looks wild. James Gunn is claiming it's one of the best comic book movies to date and it's interesting him saying that because he wasn't the executive or the CEO of of DC whenever The Flash was made so he doesn't really have to say it's great but he is saying it's great. It's going to be a turning point as far as revealing maybe some things that James Gunn could end up doing or it at least opens the door to allow him to do the things that he has planned. So it's going to be a very important film regarding the DC but I can't wait for that I was very surprised the performances look great the way it was shot looks great the fact that Michael Keaton's back and he's doing some great things as Batman looks great and I'm just as much excited about Ben Affleck playing the character again I was so impressed by Flash and yet again after watching that trailer I feel like it would have to be in my top five as well so it may need to be now that I've heard Mixed reviews on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, that may need to bounce out of my top five, and that may need to allow air to slide in, and then maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 3 sliding out of my top five too, And, and sliding in The Flash. Like, both of those movies and their trailers impressed me so, so much. But anyway, I definitely wanted to talk about that before we got into our Last of Us discussion. So without further ado, let's actually get into this Last of Us discussion with Episode 4 and Episode 5. Like I did last episode, I will share my biggest of big takeaways rather than doing a full-on breakdown. Um, And let's go ahead and dive into it. So Episode 4, please hold to my hand. First big takeaway, Joel and Ellie are on the road to Wyoming to open the episode. Joel is getting used to life on the road with Ellie and Ellie is adjusting to feeling confident with a pistol ready to go in her backpack. The visuals were stunning seeing what the country would possibly look like post-apocalyptic. Joel and Ellie eventually make it to a field to sleep for the night after traveling. And I wonder, why not just sleep in the truck, guys? Wouldn't that be safer? Or am I just exposing my lack of survival knowledge? I don't know, but that was an initial thought of mine is why are y'all sleeping on the ground? Stay strapped up, stay locked up in that truck to make sure no infected or no humans or just anybody comes after you. Another thing that I took away from this, I liked you know, I liked seeing the country and, and all of that stuff as we were going post-apocalyptic. but I am stationed or living near Nashville. I would have loved to have seen them travel through Tennessee just so I could have been like, oh, I know what that is. But regardless, all cool things here. The second big takeaway that I have, Joel followed Tommy to Boston, where Tom is talked into joining the Fireflies because he is a, quote, joiner, as Joel says. Tommy is always wanting to join a cause to save the world. So it was good to get that background regarding Tommy, and it looks like eventually we'll get to meet Tommy yet again third takeaway Joel and Ellie make it to Kansas City and they get ambushed by some locals Joel is almost killed but Ellie shoots him with her pistol before Brian can kill him in the process the truck crashed and tires popped so they're going to have to be creative as far as getting to Wyoming definitely after these events have unfolded now Ellie definitely has to see some unfortunate things here she has to experience yet again more traumatic events, which I'm sure is going to play into the character takeaway number four regarding episode four of the last of us we meet kathleen who is seeking revenge for her dead brother it appears and before she can kill a doctor who won't share information on where henry is brian is brought to her once it's revealed what brian or that brian is unsavable kathleen goes back kills the doctor she then rallies the city to find the people who killed brian as she believes it connects to henry so Kathleen is very, very revenge-seeking. And in the next episode, so I'll hold off on it, we find out exactly why. But it was very interesting, this Kathleen character early on. And I gotta admit, I wasn't absolutely loving this Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. I said Kathleen Kennedy out of habit because she's the president of Lucasfilm, you know, of Star Wars. (laughs) I wasn't an absolute fan of Kathleen, the character in this episode. But episode 5 made her better, so again, I'll save my thoughts on that as we get to episode 5 next. The fifth takeaway from episode 4. We see the father-daughter-like bond reach a whole new level when Joel apologizes to Ellie about what happened with Brian. Ellie reveals this wasn't the first time she has hurt someone, or maybe even potentially killed, is something that I may be wondering. I'm wondering if her saying that is Thinking back to the previous episode where she stabbed that infected, I have a feeling she's actually talking about someone that wasn't infected, but we'll see. Before this scene is over, Joel officially accepts Ellie carrying a pistol and gives her some pointers. So yet again, more father-daughter-like stuff. It's really nice to see that connection. Sixth big takeaway... Kathleen and her main help I don't know that dude's name stumble upon a crushed ground that begins to rumble I'm not sure what the heck it was at that moment but I'm assuming it's got something to do with a clicker or an even bigger infected and again that definitely gets into episode 5 so it seems like I was on the money and I have a feeling a lot of us out there probably predicted that and my final big takeaway of episode 4 before we get into episode 5 after having another close moment laughing at one of Ellie's corny jokes Joel is awakened in the middle of the night to see that Ellie and himself are being held at gunpoint. It was just nice to see Joel laugh for once. He was laughing at Ellie. It was nice to see a smile pop up on his face for the first time since 2003 when he was with his own daughter. And yet again, just alluding to the fact of what their connection is going to be like. All right, let's get into episode five because this definitely tells us who these people are that are pointing guns at Joel and Ellie. And episode five makes us fall in love with those two. characters episode 5 titled endure and survive this one definitely has some more meat on its bones so I'll try to get through these biggest of big takeaways as quick as possible but I've got 16 of them to run through so this was a definitely an action heavy episode a tragic episode and Admittedly, probably my favorite episode of the show to date, and I think that's reflected in the fact that I have 16 takeaways to discuss. So, takeaway number one. The episode opening with the brutality of the Kansas City people overtaking Fedra was exactly that. Brutal. I loved the creative decision to start with his flashback to establish the Henry and Sam characters as well as the absolute hatred and obsession Kathleen has of finding him. I loved how it seamlessly played into episode four and why Henry and Sam would be integrated into the Joel and Ellie story. Takeaway number two. The relationship between Henry and Sam is heartbreaking. I mean, Henry painting Sam's face as Super Sam to give him a sense of comfort, happiness, and confidence. I mean, come on. That is just fantastically written. And early on in this episode, I got a sense that this show was going to do his dirty yet again and kill them both. And we'll definitely talk and speak to that later. Big takeaway number three. The plan is to get out of the city through the tunnels, but the tunnels were rumored to be where all the infected were, driven by FEDRA. Henry says it's actually empty, which had me feeling super doubtful, I might add, and it was at this moment where I felt we would be seeing some clicker and infection action by episode's end. Takeaway number four, we got a comedic moment with Henry thinking Joel is Ellie's dad, and of course, both of them quickly denied it, but it's definitely just a subtle hint of what their relationship is bound to become. Takeaway number five, the four stumble upon a secret establishment, and Ellie and Sam get to be kids for a brief moment, which was really cool and really emotional. No kids their age should experience things they've gone through, which makes this story play so, so, so tragic. Which also admittedly makes this show the last of us play so well big takeaway number six Henry reveals that he killed the resistance leader who was Kathleen's brother to get more medicine to treat Sam's leukemia from Fedra Now I don't believe he's the one that actually killed Kathleen's brother I think he rather got Kathleen's brother to to Fedra, where Fedra did the killing so while Henry appears to be a bad guy he is essentially just trying to be a father-like figure and care for his younger brother this is something that Joel should easily relate to as far as his past goes and I'm sure he would do anything to ensure Sarah was still around and we can kind of see that that's why these two Henry and Joel end up connecting on such a great level compared to other characters that Joel has come across with In this show so far. Takeaway number seven. I wasn't sure if I would care about the Kathleen character and her motives, but when she was having a conversation explaining her side of the story in her old bedroom as a kid and her desire to kill Henry, even though that wasn't her older brother's intentions or ways, I became all in. It clicked. I understood where that character was coming from. I understood. Kathleen's rash decision making in episode four and in this episode suddenly at that moment so well written I just had to be patient big takeaway number eight the four make it out of the city with Henry thinking the plan worked but then they start taking fire Joel looks out onto a bridge in the distance before sneaking up to kill Anthony in the house it's revealed Anthony is working with and communicating with Kathleen as she and her squad suddenly show up takeaway number nine after some great action goes down Henry reveals himself to Kathleen and before Kathleen can shoot him a ton, and I mean a ton, of infected come out from underground, and it absolutely becomes chaos. Takeaway number 10, during this chaos, Ellie sneaks into a truck with Joel sniping any infected that comes close to her, so again, we're getting this love, just this feel of of companionship or of closeness between these two which is great in these moments we're just getting like these subtle head nods like they're understanding each other they're clicking no pun intended there it just it it plays so well then suddenly a bloater comes out from underground and kills kathleen's head military man and super easily i might add takeaway number 11 ellie sees that henry and sam are in trouble and joel gives her a head nod from a distance to go and save them Takeaway number 12, before Kathleen can shoot Henry, a clicker attacks her, which allows the four to sneak away. Now, this clicker was a young girl, and it's my personal opinion and theory that that clicker young girl was from that secret establishment or used to live in that secret establishment before she got infected just to add more tragicness to this story takeaway number 13 joel officially invites henry and sam to join him and ellie as they travel to wyoming which again just shows the amount of connective or care or respect that these two parties had for each other Again, so heartbreaking. Takeaway number 14, Sam and Ellie have a touching moment discussing if they are ever scared and what they are scared of. Sam asks if you become a monster if it's still inside you. Sam then reveals that he has been bitten. And in an attempt to save him, Ellie cuts her hand to put her blood on his bite. Now... I get where Ellie's coming from. They're just kids. Ellie's thinking that she has the opportunity to save Sam in these moments. But as an adult watching this, I knew obviously this wasn't going to work. This is not going to end well. And obviously these next couple of moments here were absolutely just... They they destroyed me. They absolutely destroyed me. I know people were talking about how episode three was emotional. It didn't really get me on my emotions that much. But these moments here in episode five... Super emotional just because as a newly becoming father, connecting with your blood, blood that you helped create is just something that you can't comprehend until you're actually in it. And I know that Henry and Sam aren't father son, it's brothers, but still, uh, it's hard to not see their relationship kind of in a father son light because, Henry's having to be Sam's father-like role. And so it's just so heartbreaking seeing these kids in these moments trying to save each other, knowing that it's not going to go well. This leads me to takeaway 15. Sam wakes up infected and attacks Ellie. Henry shoots Sam in response. He immediately regrets what he did, and he then shoots himself. So such a tragic ending to this episode. Such a tragic ending to these two great characters, who clearly intended well, uh, were just trying to make their way through this post-apocalyptic lifestyle that they're having to deal with. It was it was tough. It was tough to see. And then takeaway number sixteen shows how our two main characters are dealing with it. Joel buries the two. Ellie asks which way is west and begins walking. Ellie leaves a note with Sam saying, "I'm sorry." And the two are off for another depressing adventure, I'm only assuming. Now, this I'm sorry, I I questioned here, what was she saying I'm sorry for? Was it saying I'm sorry for you becoming infected? Was it saying, I'm sorry that my blood didn't help save you? Was it saying, I'm sorry that I didn't stay awake with you? Because that is something that Ellie said she was going to do with Sam. Ellie said that she was going to stay awake with him throughout the night. Clearly that didn't happen. I think it's a mixture of all of them. I think Ellie just has Big, big regretful feelings toward the situation that went down with Sam and is wondering what she could have maybe done differently to prevent that from happening. I also think that she knows there there probably wasn't much else that she could have done. So it's just one of those helpless feelings that she's experiencing. And I think her just simply saying, I'm sorry, makes honestly the most sense regarding all of the different things that Ellie and Sam went through together just in this one episode but yeah fantastic episode heartbreaking episode destroyed me of an episode but it was so good and I cannot wait I cannot wait to watch Episode six, seven, eight, and 9. We have four total episodes of The Last of Us left, which means we have two total episodes of Casual Geek covering Season 1 of The Last of Us. Season 2 has been greenlit. I'm sure it'll be a year, year and a half, two years away from coming out. But I'm enjoying Season 1 as we're getting it. Such a tragic show, but such a well-written and done well show. Acting, writing, portraying, cinematography, shooting... All of it. It is so great. But hopefully you think that my coverage of The Last of Us so far has been so great. And if you do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to continue to casually geek with me. Another thing that you could do is share this podcast with friends and family. Send them a link. Tell them this is a safe space to geek out. And tell them to subscribe as well. Also, if you want to follow the show on socials, we are on Twitter at Geek Media and TikTok at Casual Geek Clips for bonus content. Subscribe to the Casual Geek Media YouTube channel. Admittedly, I haven't been able to put a lot on there lately, as I've already alluded to becoming a newly father. Here, it's hard to kind of put some of that stuff out, but you know, when I can, I put stuff out there. So subscribe there, help me out there. I think I've said if that gets to triple-digit subscriptions on YouTube, I'll start doing a video format of the podcast. So you might as well slap that subscribe button, uh, click that subscribe button. i got to stay in theme here, clicking, clickers, click that subscribe button, uh, and and we'll start doing that. Also, if you want to be a part of the show, don't forget that you can send in voice messages, emails, or tweets to have your opinions on The Last of Us or any geek-related entertainment aired on the show if you have thoughts on the recent trailers, uh, the Super Bowl, the movies, Ant-Man and... Ant-Man in the Wasp, Quantum Mania, or anything else that you're watching, let me know. Reach out, send in those voice messages. Link is in the description. Email is casualgeekmedia at gmail.com, and then again, tweet at me at casualgeekmedia. And again, I'll I'll put you on the show with me. It's always fun when I get to do that. It would really help the show have an extra flair to it and make it even better. But thank you so much for checking out this episode of Casual Geek. I'll see you on the next one. And remember, diarrhea is hereditary because it runs in your genes. Geek out!